1 Kings chapter 18, and we're going to uh, be reading from uh, starting at verse number 42. 1 Kings 18, and we'll start reading at verse 42. When you come to your place there in Scripture, would you stand with us this morning one more time as we read the Word of God together? Amen. This here that we're going to be reading from, uh, for many, a familiar place in Scripture, a familiar story. Uh, here out of the life and the ministry of Elijah. And uh, we're going to take a look here uh, from this text uh, to see what the Lord would speak to our hearts here this morning. 1 Kings chapter 18, starting at verse number 42. If you're there with me, won't you say amen? The Bible says, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now. Somebody shout, go up. That's going to come into play here a, a little bit in the message. Look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, this was Elijah speaking this, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. This morning, if we can, for just a few moments, and I know that this is not uh, something new, a new place to preach out of. Preached out of this text many times, and you've heard much preaching out of this, and But I just want to share what I believe the Lord has laid upon my heart this morning. And that simply is asking this question. And that is, what's the weather? Amen. What's the weather? Go ahead. Look at somebody and ask them. What's the weather? Hallelujah. Somebody's going to tell you. I'll tell you what the weather is. H-O-T. It's hot. Amen. When we were when we were living in Corpus Christi, I told somebody, I said, Corpus has two seasons, summer and August. Amen. Very distinctly. Summer and August. And I think that we all kind of feel that way right now. But I'm just gonna ask, what's the weather? Let's pray to ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you once again for your faithfulness. I thank you for all that you do. And I pray, Lord, even now, even now, Lord, direct our hearts, our minds to the attention of your word. I pray that you would speak to us as only you can. Lord, I pray that you are heard this morning, not Jacob Smith. I pray that you are seen today, not a pulpiteer, not just another preacher. Lord, I pray that you are experienced this morning. 
And Father, I pray, open our hearts and ears to receive. Lord, our hearts and minds to take this and apply it. Meet us, I pray, in the altars. And I'll thank you in advance for what you'll do. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. It has been said, and I, I have heard some of you say it before. And uh, I think for the sake of uh, the, this topic and, and what we are alluding to, it's fitting. But somebody had said that only a weatherman can be wrong nearly all of the time and still be employed. Amen. Only a weatherman. Some would even say that an economist can join in to that uh, role, but for sure a weatherman in trying to predict as to what the weather is, what it's going to be. You see on our local news stations as to where there is always a particular station that they are uh, proclaiming that they are the weather authority. Amen. You ever notice that? And that their team of meteorologists is the best in the world. Amen. That they get it right more than anybody else. And we, we all have our particular favorites. We all have those as to whom that we believe. There are some of you, you could care less what Channel 12 would say. You want to know what Channel 6 says. Some of you don't want to know what Channel 6 said. You want to know what number 4 said. Some of you could care less about what local weather says. And you are going to look at the Weather Channel app on your phone. Or your iPad. Or you're going to go to the Weather Channel. And you're going to see because truly, because their, their set is more fancier than our local set. They know better what the weather is. Amen. You get my drift this morning. There's everybody all the time who are claiming expertise and being able to decipher what the weather is. But here's some things that we know about the weather. The weather is always seemingly constantly changing. The weather is always unpredictable. We find that the weather, it affects uh, uh, so much of our life and, and uh, much of what we do it is necessary it is essential the weather is and uh, whether it's for crops whether it's for uh, livestock whether it's for the vegetation around us whether it is for our lakes and rivers and ponds and things of that nature we understand that weather is necessary in this this morning I'm asking the question as to what's the weather. I had heard the story of a young man who'd went to go to serve this great country in war. And while he was off on the foreign fields, as you can imagine, that contact with his family uh, would did not come very often. And so uh, he would, uh, he, when he, he had opportunity to make contact, uh, and when he would either phone home, 
home or, or by way of a message, he would ask this particular question. And it simply was this question that encapsulated, he wanted to know how the family was. He was wanting to know how daddy was doing. He was wanting to know how mom was faring. He was wanting to know how his siblings were. And this question, Brother Udy, that he would propose, he would simply say, how's the weather? What's the weather? In other words, what's going on at home? What's the atmosphere like? What's taking place? Is there anything going on? Whatever the case might be. It was just code that he had picked up from his daddy and, and from his granddaddy. It was just one of those things that they would say, talking about the homestead, talking about the family, talking about mama, talking about whoever. They'd say, how's the weather? What's the weather look like? Amen. As to where there was some similitude as to what could be expected, as to what was going on, or maybe what was uh, what others were going through, whatever the case might be. We find in the Word of God as to where weather has come into play in different capacities of Scripture. We find that we, uh, in God's Word that there were different times that the disciples were in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the sea, amen, ship being tossed to and fro. As a matter of fact, we come to find that in such particular moments, some of the most astounding things would happen, such as Jesus walking out on the water, Peter having the faith to step out of the boat and to make his way towards Jesus, Jesus rebuking the winds and the waves, and the, and the disciples being in awe of the fact that they said, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey his voice? We find as well that it was a tumultuous sea that caused Jonah to be thrown over the, over the side of the ship to be swallowed up by that great fish as to where he would later be spit upon the, uh, the island or the place, uh, the shoreline of Nineveh as to where he was uh, called and commissioned to be to go and to preach uh, to those heathen Gentiles where revival would break forth and the people of Nineveh would meet God. We see as well that in the middle of the storm of Eurachlodon, the apostle Paul wrote around Acts chapter number 28 about this great storm while they were out there in the sea. It was a storm so great. The Bible said that for days that there was no sight of sun, moon, or stars. They had lost their navigational tools. They had found that the decision was they were just going to let the ship ride. They were going to let it ride on the winds and the seas. And we find as a result of that storm that Eurachlodon produced that Paul and all of the men aboard that ship. There's a lot and I'm not preaching from that text. I'm just using it as a point of reference. But we find that all were safe. Not a one of them perished. And they arrived. Some of them on boards and some of them on broken pieces of the ship. They floated their way to an island called Melita. And Sister Wanda because of the storm. Because of the weather. God directed them to Melita. And while on Melita revival broke out. Hallelujah. A miracle happened. And the island of Melita, those vagabonds 
vagabonds, the Bible says, that were on that island. They were saved by the power of God. I think it's safe to say, and I could reference some more, amen, that there are various capacities. There are various ways as to where the weather was a, a determining factor. It was a catalyst. It was something that produced, amen, a miracle. It was something that drawed men closer to God. We find in this particular passage, in this chapter here out of Kings, we find that there has been much that's been going on as to where Elijah had just come from Mount Carmel. We find as to where there had been, there had been such a depravity amongst God's people by way of Ahab and Jezebel. There had been uh, uh, the worship of Baal, the worship of idols. It had brought Israel and God's people into a place of extreme wickedness, immorality, a turning away from God. We find that as a result of a turning away from God that Elijah, by way of God's anointing, by way of a message from heaven itself, that Elijah stood and he pointed that bony finger at Ahab's face and he said as a result as a result of this wickedness as a result of what's been going on he said heaven is going to shut itself up you're not going to see rain we're not going to feel a raindrop we're not going to taste a drop of water that falls from heaven over the span of three and a half years it's going to be severe it's going to be tough it is going to bring about if you will death and destruction but this is a price that is going to be paid and we find that God in his judgment he affected the weather he's dried up heaven rain didn't fall and we come to find that all that were in the land they were affected when they went out at that time it would be easy to be a meteorologist can you imagine can you imagine the weathermen in the kingdom of that day when they would stand and say well today's forecast my friends it's going to be hot and dry again there's not going to be any rain there's zero percent chance of thunderstorms there's zero percent chance of rain there's zero percent chance of a tropical depression it's going to be what it has been the last 365 days we've got more time as a matter of fact isn't it something how God took a prophet and made a meteorologist out of him when he said this is what's going to happen mark it up write it down you can take it to the bank heaven's going to be shut up I want to ask a question this morning in your life in your situation in the circumstances that you are presently in can I ask somebody today how is the weather? Amen. Can I ask somebody today, how is the weather in your world? What's going on in the atmosphere of your life? What's going on in the atmosphere of your mind? What's taking place? What storms are raging in the middle of your heart? What's going on in the factors? 
of your calling, of your ministry, of what's going on around you. You see, I want you to understand that the text from which we're reading from here, we come to find that there is getting ready to be a change. There is getting ready to be a conclusion of the matter. There is getting ready to be a place where God says judgment has been enacted. Judgment has come to pass. They just came down from prayer meeting as to where prophets of Baal had been destroyed there on Carmel. God had answered by fire. And we come to see that that, that Elijah and his servant, they are believing God. Amen. For there to be a change that's going to take place. I want to tell somebody in this house this morning is that as we ask how is the weather, I want to let somebody know that if you're in a place and if you're in a position as to where you'd say, Brother Jacob, if I can be honest, maybe you describe things as stormy. Maybe you describe things as destitute and dry. Maybe you describe things that it's been hard and you feel the pressure of the heat and you feel it taxing upon you, upon your mind and upon your body, upon your spirit. I want to tell somebody this morning, I'm asking you what's the weather for the simple fact that how it is right now, what you're suffering with right now, what's going on right now, it is subject to change. I want to let somebody know there are some things happening right now in your life that you may not recognize it, but it is God predicting and telling you, hold fast because the weather's going to change. I know it's hard right now. I know it's hot right now, but rain is in the atmosphere. I know things right now are tumultuous, but I serve a God who still has power over the winds and the seas and the storms that can shake your life. How's the weather? Get ready because we serve a God who has control of the seasons, the signs, and the times of our life. I want you to understand that there are a few things that's just a little bit of study, some of it what I learned in school and science, some things that we know, the things that I'm going to tell you about this morning are some things that maybe you already know. But I believe God would want to challenge you today, challenge your thoughts, challenge your heart, and maybe to cause you to recognize a few things. Because when we talk about all the things that weather can do, all the things that weather can change, I want you to understand that these are some things that are very much felt in our hearts and in our lives. Speaking of the spiritual climate, we find in this, like I said, that there is a conclusion, a change is coming. And what I want you to understand is that this was a change that was needed and necessary. I want somebody to understand this morning that however the weather is that you might describe it today in your life, I want you to understand that there is time of refreshing that is on its way. 
that there is a time of restoration, that there is a time of renewal, and that there is a time of revival. Well, Brother Jacob, you're saying that this morning, and I think you're just trying to preach us happy. I think you're just trying to fluff us a little bit. I think you're just trying, but no, here's what I have come to find. I have come to find that oftentimes some of the things that are a, a, a preamble, if you will, that are a precursor to God moving by His power, for God breaking things that seem to have a stronghold, from God moving on behalf of families, for God bringing healing, for God bringing revival, all the things that He restores, that oftentimes that some of the most strenuous moments of life, that sometimes the most unpredictable circumstances, that sometimes the things that seem so difficult are a precursor to some of the greatest blessings that we have ever experienced. I want you to understand, I want to ask you this morning, what is in the atmosphere? What's in the atmosphere around you? Because you will find that with the weather, before the rain comes, even within our text, there is a change that happens in the atmosphere. I want you to notice just some simple things that we see when the rain comes. You know, and I, I was thinking to myself, I thought to myself, you know, I said, rain gets a bad rap. Have you ever noticed that? From the time I was a kid, I learned this song, rain, rain, go away. Come again some other day, right? Or we would sing, it's raining, it's pouring. The old man is snoring, right? As to make, as to make fun or it's a hindrance or it's an inconvenience. We find that it, the rain or the water, should I say, uh, it, it was an enemy of the itsy bitsy spider, I just want to make sure you're awake this morning. In case you forgot how the story went, the itsy-bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the... <laughs> See, you remember. You're remembering now. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. But then out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy-bitsy spider, Sister Jordy says, I could preach what Brother Jacob's preaching right now. Went up the spout again. Rain's had a bad rap, but we know that rain in the Word of God, it is symbolic. Right now, there's some of us, we probably wouldn't care for a little afternoon shower. We wouldn't care for a little bit of a cool down. Amen. But I want you to understand that before this happens, there is a change in the atmosphere. What do you mean, Brother Jacob? The wind begins to shift. And the sky, as you look at it, it will begin to change. Clear sky will turn to cloudy sunshine turns to gray or black the temperature begins to fluctuate have you ever noticed when a storm's blowing in as to where there begins to be a drop in that temperature there is a phenomenon that is known as barometric pressure and it is the measurement of pressure in the air specifically listen to this it is the measure of weight exerted by 
molecules of air. I want to tell somebody this morning that in the weather report of your life, in the weather report of your situation, there has been a change in the atmosphere. You have not necessarily liked it. It does not seem very welcoming. You know how it is when you see a storm brewing. You know how it is. We got some folks uh, they're still trying to get things recovered and situated from the last big storm blew in here and it affected a large part of Lumberton and how it just I mean all of a sudden uh, it was doing one thing in Lumberton over by our house uh, Brother Heath the skies were black uh, and there was a lightning show like I hadn't seen in a long time the heavens opened up and it began to rain but I didn't have the same damage in orange that was happening over in Lumberton but that storm it was producing that rain that was coming it was producing changes in the atmosphere and I will say this is that that barometric pressure it is a shift it's what happens when there is a weight of humidity in the air I'm not trying to be a a scientist this morning but this is just a little bit of common teaching about what happens in the atmosphere before the rain comes is there's that barometric pressure there is a shift that happens and literally it is the weight of the molecules of air that is around us I want to tell somebody in this house right now in your life there is pressure that you are experiencing there are things that come around you you cannot quite put your finger on it maybe some things you can some things you know very well what it is but there's pressure there's things that set there's things that press there are things that you'd say all I know brother Jake is that right now life is feeling different all I know that right now in my mind things are different all I know that right now in my spirit it's different there's been times I've stood in this pulpit and you have heard me say as I would stand and as God would be trying to move you've heard me say things in this house feel heavy right now feel heavy what is that it's because if you will have your spiritual tuner in tune you will notice at times that you can get a collective group of people together and sometimes the burdens that are in the house sometimes where people's minds are sometimes the battles they've been in sometimes the things they've been up against you get everybody together and you get a majority of people who have been in that situation what happens brother James is that there is a change in the atmosphere Heaviness sets in. Brother Eddie, sometimes we can't put our fingers on it. Sometimes we even try to talk our way out of it. What do you mean? If you're like me, there's sometimes that I'll say, why do I feel this way? What's going on? What's so bad in my life? I, we're blessed here and this is going good here and that's going good here. But sometimes, Brother Steve, sometimes all we can say is that it's heavy. All we can say is right now there's pressure. All we can 
say is right now, I literally feel that the very air that I'm breathing, that things have changed. My friends, that is the pressure that is around you. That is some things that's going on. But I want to tell you this, is that when that pressure sets in, it does not signify the fact that you are going to crack under the pressure. It does not signify that that's how it's always going to be. But you've got to understand, I want somebody to know this morning that the change in the atmosphere, you feel the weight of your burden or your circumstance. You feel pressure that there hasn't been before. I want somebody in this house today to be able to leave here and say, glory be to God. When I ask how the weather is, right now there's pressure. But that pressure comes because there's going to be a change that happens. There's going to be rain that falls. There's going to be refreshing that takes place in my life. But you have to endure the pressure first. You have to go through the change in atmosphere first. We don't like it. It is not appreciated in the moment. But I will say, child of God, it's a part of the process. And you can't escape it. You can't escape it. Let me tell you what happens when barometric pressure sets in. You see, the truth of the matter is, I have some folks in my family that today could put Greg Bostwick out of business. What do you mean? Well, because I've got some folks in my family that when the barometric pressure changes and that atmosphere changes, they've got a knee. They've got an elbow. They've got a wrist. And I grew up with grandparents and great-grandparents that they could be sitting there in their chair and the sun be shining. And when I was a kid, Brother Jace, that's all that mattered to me. The sun was shining. That meant fishing. That meant swimming. That meant riding four-wheelers. That meant having a good time. But Brother Chad, I'd have somebody in my family. They'd look around the living room and they'd say, has anybody checked the weather? And somebody would say, oh, I hadn't got a chance to check the weather yet. And then I'd see somebody, they'd reach down, Sister Linda, and they'd grab their knee. And they'd squeeze their knee, Brother Tobin, and they'd say, a storm's coming. A storm's coming. You see, some of you, Channel 12 should hire you. Amen. Channel 6 should hire you. Some of you, when that hits you, you ought to go Facebook Live and tell the Golden Triangle and say, get ready because a storm's coming. You can tell them, say, I don't know how many inches are going to fall. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't have all the fancy tools to tell you what's going on. But here's what I do know. My own knees acting up from that football game, Brother Heath, back in 1980. Whichever. Hey. Forgive you, Pastor. I'm not picking on you. You was in my line of sight, so that's why I called out on you. 
back when, amen, or when that, when you had that accident, when you was in that fender bender, amen, when you was in that thing and you know your neck's never been the same. But when the storm's coming in, you feel the pressure begin to agitate that because, and do you know why? Do you know why you feel the barometric pressure shift in your body? It's because that barometric pressure, pressure will always set in on areas that are inflamed. Inflammation in your body will let you know when pressure is setting in. Some of you aren't following where I'm going with this, but let me just help us get there. There are some things in your life. There are some things in your mind. There are some situations that, that have produced some, some scar tissue. There are some things where there was wounds. There are some things where there was hurt. And you know what happens? Spiritual arthritis has set in. It's got to a point as to where as a result of that wound, as a result of that pain, as a result of the past, as a result of whatever it was that helped Oh, there's been some arthritis set in. And when pressure comes on, inflammation sets in. You know what inflammation does? It'll cause that joint to swell up. Hear me. It'll cause that joint to swell up. Have you ever seen folks that when there's enough pressure in the atmosphere... When there are changes that are going on, when there are things that are happening, is that wound, that situation, it'll cause somebody to swell. It'll cause them to have pain. It'll cause them. Do you know what inflammation does to the joints? Not only does it cause, Brother Michael, the joint to swell, but it will be, it can be severe enough that it will cause the joint to become immobile. It'll cause a place, your knee, your ankle, your arm, your wrist, your back, whatever it is. It can be in so much pain that you cannot get up and move the way that you would like to. That you cannot get up and do what you would want to do. There you are. You are stuck. Amen. I, Brother Chad and I went and we was up in Pittsburgh, Texas and we ran a trail race and, and uh, had a lot of fun. About uh, three days after that trail race uh, my right foot I had I had uh, uh, bothered apparently I had agitated or pulled a tendon that was going across the top of my foot and uh, here we are it's been about a month and a half later as to where I am just now at the place where the inflammation that was there where the discomfort that was there when I would stand up and take a step there would be distinct pain there would be a distinct problem and, uh, and, and it was affecting me it was affecting the way that I could walk it was affecting the way that I could move I didn't have much movement in my ankle and it was there when I'd go to bed at night it would be swollen up and it was there brother Chris it would interrupt my sleep when I'd get up in the morning and I'd put my feet on the floor and I'd go to stand up I'd have to stand up slow because some mornings brother Jeremy that 
that tendon was so tender it would take my breath away and so I had to, I had to medicate it I took anti-inflammatory medicines I was found myself in the arthritis aisle at Walmart looking to buy the tube of medicine that Sister Carolyn Ellis told me. She said, this is the good stuff. And I was willing at the point of my pain to spend what I needed to spend. I didn't care if I could get Icy Hot cheaper. I didn't care if I could get BioFreeze cheaper. You give me that stuff in that fancy bottle that says it's going to work. And so, I mean, I put it on like I was a 16-year-old boy going on a date with Sister Carolyn. I would lay, I'd lay that little just like it was cologne in a bottle. I mean, I'd slather that thing on my foot. Oh, and Sister Brenda, I'd be praying, Jesus, just let it sink right on in. Because there was days it was hurting bad. You know what else was frustrating to me? Sister Heather, I love to run. I love to get out there and run. I just absolutely love it. It's a little bit of therapy for my brain. It's a little bit of therapy for my heart. I have a lot of good prayer times running, Brother, Brother Keith. Sometimes it's praying I don't pass out and die. There's a lot of times it's just a good time to talk with God. Two, two great prayer closets for Brother Jacob is out on a run or driving my lawnmower. Amen. On those two acres. Hallelujah. I've had some prayer meetings on that gravely mower, I promise you. Been out there just talking to Jesus. But I couldn't move, Brother Chris. I'd get up. My wife would ask, how's the foot today? I said, man, it, it hurts. And some days, you know, I'd say, oh, it's doing good. And she'd look at me a little bit, watch the way I'd walk, see me grimace. She said, don't you lie to me and I'd have to say it, I missed a good three weeks couldn't run if you thought that I was a little grumpy around the church it was because I couldn't go run I wanted to move I wanted to run hey man and I couldn't do it brother Eddie because that tendon was tender because there was inflammation because it was hurting I want to tell somebody in this house you be careful as to what you allow that pressure to affect watch those wounds watch those things that get inflamed because the enemy he don't care how good you can do what you do he don't care that you could preach or sing or pray or hold a position because there's some folks that pressure is on them they get inflamed and then they are stuck they are in pain they are wounded they cannot move that's what the enemy wants that's what the enemy desires if we can be hobbled up, if our faith can be paralyzed, if we can feel like, I just can't. If we can feel like, what's the use? If we, if we feel like, I, I just don't have the strength, I'm not able to do this. I want you to understand, be careful because the enemy, the pressure, these things that come against us, they want to cripple us. Wants to cripple us. But... We understand. We understand. The Word of God tells us that we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. I want to tell the church this morning, you got pressure going on around you. Like I said, it's not there to kill you. Paul said, we're perplexed, we're distressed, we've been distraught. We've been, we've been, we've been in all kinds of places. 
He said, but here's what I've learned. He said, we did not have to succumb to these things. And in every situation, God proved himself faithful in these things. He later declared that if God be for us, who can be against us? In this, we find in the word of God as to where in this particular moment, the sky is getting ready to change. The pressure is shifting. There had already been the pressure from the famine, pressure from no rain, pressure because of judgment. Things were going on. People were wounded. As a matter of fact, we find that even Elijah's life had been threatened. Ahab and Jezebel had all said, we're not going to rest until we kill you. We're not going to rest until we shut you up. All of these things were going on. We find in the moments even Elijah had moments where he was down moments that he didn't understand we find in this that Elijah gets himself back up to the top of Carmel why is this important because brother Matthew it was at Carmel where God revealed himself and his power as he answered by fire I want to tell somebody in this house when pressure is sitting on you when wounds are inflamed when there are things going on Oh, you'd say, Brother Jake, it's not enough for me to know that a change is coming, that there's getting ready to be a, a change in the, in the weather, in the atmosphere of my life. But what can I do? I'll tell you what you do. You go back to places where there was victory. You go back to places where the power of God was. You go back to places, amen, where you knew him and you knew his power. We find Elijah said, I've got to get back up to Carmel. I want to tell somebody in this house I know you're wounded I know you're hurt I know there's pressure but thanks be to God you're in his house you're in his presence you're where the word is and that can bring about the change that's needed it's where it's going to start why do we think brother Michael that the enemy wants to keep us out of God's house so desperately why do we find that that is such a pandemic and I'll use the word pandemic. Folks, just for whatever reasons, whatever reasons, some valid. And I'll tell you this, there's a lot of them invalid. Why we're not in God's house anymore. Why we're not. You've got to get back to a place. You've got to get yourself in position. You see, Brother Segura, not only was he at the place of Carmel, but notice what Elijah did. He got himself in position. Got himself in position. What was that position, Brother Jeremy? He said he cast himself down on the ground. He sat on the ground and he put his head between his knees. And you know what he was doing, Sister Linda? He was praying. While he was praying, while he was in position, he asked his servant to go up and to take a look. I asked you to shout with me, to say with me, go up. Here's something that sometimes I think that we forget or maybe don't realize. Rain falls from heaven, but rain does not formulate in heaven. A lot of times we think that rain originates where it falls from, but it doesn't. Did you know that rain is formulated and it originates on the earth? Did you know that it is the process of evaporation that brings about the formula for rainfall? How does evaporation work? 
evaporation in the morning as the sun comes up and throughout the day. Brother Danny, all those lakes, all those rivers, every mud puddle, everything that there is, that water, it is going up as a mist. It is rising up into the heavens. And that is where the rain is collected. That is where it is collected. But everything started on earth. You see, before rain can fall down, there is something that has to go up. Before rain can fall down. And how many times do we have people in the church and we sing the songs and we preach messages, Lord, send the rain. Lord, send revival. Lord, do this. Lord, do that. We need a refreshing. We need a renewing. But yet, we will do so as we sit on our bottoms in our churches. We will not raise up a praise. We will not raise up a hallelujah. We will not give him glory. As a matter of fact, most of the time, our quote-unquote prayers are only filled with complaints of the day. just a complaint. It is just telling God what isn't right. It is telling God everything that's wrong. It is telling God how bad our day was. It's telling God how mean everybody was. It's telling God how life isn't fair. Well, Brother Jacob, what are you saying? I thought we can talk to God. Yes, you can. But can I say that even Christ taught the disciples. He said, this is the model that when you pray, he said, our Father who art in in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What did he start with, Brother Segura? It was a reference and recognition of who God was. Hallowed be thy name, Brother Scott, was a word of prayer and praise. It was a word of reverence. You are holy. You are powerful. You are mighty. Brother Gary, before I'm going to lay my complaint, before I'm going to share my problem, it does me good to first recognize who he is where he is how he works how his power is and it helps to get me in the mindset that God is able to meet my need to be able to deal with what's going on but something has to go up something has to go up amen would everybody who plays an instrument or sings on our platform, would you please stand where you are? Just stand right where you are. I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. I'm not going to do anything to do something that's, you've got to do an impromptu song. Just stay standing for a moment because I want to tell the church something. We can walk in here and we can park ourselves on our pews and we can sit and stare at these people who are standing up right now. You can sit and stare at them. You can sit and mumble the words that's on the screen. You can sit there and if you're not moved or if it's not something you like or if it's not a situation or someone you like or somebody plays like this or they're too loud or they sing this much or whatever and this, the time of worship is robbed because you're sitting here acting like it's a concert up there then church I'm going to tell you you are in the wrong. That is not how it's supposed to be. These people that are standing... I 
I will tell you this. They practice, yes. Before every service, we pray together to get our minds on heaven, to get our thoughts right, to make sure God's using us and that we can be utilized. But we are only vehicles. If you want to sit in your pew and say you can't worship because of somebody standing up, friends, it is not their problem. I want to tell you platform folks, you better quit going home discouraged. You better quit going home mad. You better quit going home thinking you ain't making a difference because it is not on you. It is on us. It is on you in this pew. If you want to see God do something and pour out of a spirit, it is not solely upon the shoulders of a singer or musician. But God, if we want the rain, we've got to let worship go up. If we want the rain, we better praise. We better pray. We better lift something up to God. You can be seated. Thank you. (coughs) We have to, if we're going to see heaven move, if we're going to see refreshing, if we're going to see this, we find Elijah said, go up. Rain's not going to come down unless something goes up. And I'm going to challenge somebody right now because right now in your life, you probably feel like the least for something to go up. Right now, maybe even this Sunday morning, because I'm going to tell you something, it's quiet. I'm going to tell you something, I'm looking at some faces and I'm listening to what God told Jeremiah, be not afraid of their faces. Some of you can't wait for me to say amen and be done. But I'm going to tell you right now, is that even this morning in this house, in this house, you have to decide that something in me has to go up. I like what happened. That servant, he does what Elijah said. Come here, James. Come here, James. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Don't worry about your boots. Your socks are fine. He got comfortable. He's like Sister Ashlyn. First thing she does when she comes to church, sets him off, and she takes her shoes off. Amen. Okay, come here and help me. We're down here and we're praying. We're praying for rain. There's been pressure in the atmosphere. So the man of God's praying, and he tells his servant, I want you to run up there and tell me what you see. So I want you to run up them stairs, stand by the pulpit, and look out in the congregation. And come back and tell me what you see. Go. He said, go. Go up there. Go go see what's going on. And so Elijah's praying. And so the servant goes up there. He turns around and do like this, Jace. Look here. Look out here. Do like this. He's looking. He's looking. And he comes back down. He runs back down to where Elijah's at. Come on. Come on. Come on. And Elijah says, what did you see? And he says, I didn't see anything. Tell me, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see anything. You didn't, you didn't see anything. But we're praying. You didn't see anything, but we're in position. You didn't see anything, but this fan, this, this, I mean, there's been drought and we're miserable. We need refreshing. Do this, do this. I need you to go back up there again. Go up again. And so he runs up again and he goes up again and he turns and he looks and he comes back down. Hey man, hustle, 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 servant. And he says, what did you see, servant? Did you see anything? And he says, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, all right. 
We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep pressing. Go ahead, servant. Run up there again. Tell me what you see. And he runs back up there again. Take a look out there. And he comes back down. He comes back down. And he says, all right. And the man of God, Elijah, is hopeful again. And he says, what do you see? Nothing. Can I pause here for a minute? Stay right here. Can I pause here for a minute? Some of us will only try to go up once. You know I showed up that one service. You know I lifted my hands at one time all month. You know I went to the altar that one time. You know, you know I... I, I've been believing God to help get my money stra straight. You know I gave offering that one time. You know I did that, that thing that one time. And we've got a lot of folks that after one time, you're just a one and done. You're done. You've give up. You've give up. We've got some that might give it two. We've got some that maybe might give it three. But we find that Elijah, he tells him, he says, says, go again. We're still praying. We're still believing. Because a man of God said, I know there's something. Then he looks out there and he comes back down. Amen. And he's been praying. He's been pressing. He's been believing. What did you see? Nothing. Nothing. The problem is, is that there's times that when you went up once, twice, Three times, whatever the case might be, you have looked and there has been nothing. And that's a fact. You have felt nothing. You saw nothing. There was no rain. There was no change. You heard what Brother Jacob said. You agreed. You amen. You even shouted a little bit. Thought for sure it was going to change. And still, nothing. The Word of God says, Brother Ringo, we'll pretend this is time number seven. Go, run. So he goes, and he looks out. Come on back. He says, what did you see? Now this time. But his report is not that great. He says, I see a cloud. I see a cloud. Coming up from the sea. Coming up from the sea. But it's only about the size. But it's only about the size. Of a man's hand. Of a man's hand. Now I want you to think about this. I want you to get this in your mind. Let this set in your spirit. The word of God says that God is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Diligently. One times, two times, seven times, maybe ten times. I'm going to tell somebody in this house however many times it takes. Go up. Go again.
go again. Sister Brenda, I wonder, I wonder if there were times that Brother Clendenin or your husband ever felt like maybe I ought to just shut it down. Maybe this would be my last time to preach. Maybe this would be my last time to make an altar call. Now, those were some tremendous men. They're probably a whole lot stronger. I know they are a whole lot stronger than Brother Jacob, so they probably never had a bad day. They probably never had a time where on a given Monday morning they resigned 15 times. They probably never had a, never had a day where they crawled out of the pulpit and they said, that was a disaster. I'm never going to preach again. They probably never did. But I'll tell you who has. This man right here. I'll tell you who has. This guy right here. There's been times where I thought, oh man, this is not worth it. What is going on? There's been times, Sister Gold, in my mind, I thought that was absolute disaster. God, you got the wrong person. You called the wrong man. I'm not capable. But Brother Jeremy, I'm thankful that when I got past pressure and when I got past inflammation and I got past pain, that I still heard a voice from heaven that said, Jacob, all I need you to do, I just need you to go one more time. I just need you to go up one more. It may not be pretty. It may not, you may not see what you think you're going to see. It may not be the report that you want, but I just need somebody. Can I tell the church this? morning more than we need talent more than we need singing more than we need preaching more than we need programs we just need some folks in God's house that'll show up and show up one more time show up and go up one more time he said this is all I Carolyn if you'll come he came back, he said, here's the weather report. He said, I've stared out over that sea seven different times. He said, I'm wore out. I've been running up and down this mountain. He said, and here's what I saw. He said, and can you, I can almost, I can almost read between the lines and hear a little bit of disparity in his voice. This is all there is. I mean, he desperately, Sister Carmen, he wanted to come back with a good report. But he says, this is all I see. He said, coming up from the sea, and I want you to understand how vast the sea is, a vast body of water. He said, I looked, I squinted, I made sure. Now, what I'm telling you is right, he said, but here's all I see. is a, It's a cloud. He said, but it's only about yay big. It's only about yay big. I want to tell somebody this morning that today if you decide to go up, you may or may not see something. Today if you're willing to go up, it might be the seventh time, the hundredth time, whatever, but you're going to go up again. Sometimes, Brother Tobin, what we see, or should I say it like this, how God answers is not always the way we think it would be.
what is God going to do with this? What is God going to do with that? Hence, another issue. Oftentimes when he does answer, we don't like what he said. I want to tell somebody that thing you're praying about, that thing you're believing for, that thing you're wanting God to do, that's good and that's well, but brace yourself because the answer he gives you may not be what you thought it would be. The answer may be something that still requires another measure of faith. Because that servant said it's just a cloud the size of a man's hand. To him, it was just a cloud, a tiny cloud in comparison to the sea. In comparison, Sister Janie, to the need and the demand of the famine and the drought. That, that's all there was. But Elijah, Elijah, that's all he needed. That's all he needed was just a little sign that heaven was getting ready to open. What's the weather? What's the situation? The word of God said that Elijah took off. He took off running because, Sister Mary, he knew rain was coming I like what he said he said you tell Ahab that I hear the sound of an abundance of rain after that disclaimer the clouds got dark the winds began to blow and heaven began to open up I want to tell somebody I know this morning we're not shouting the house down but I want to tell somebody this morning, I want to ask you again, what's the weather? How are things in your world? How are things in your mind, in your spirit? What's going on? You feel the pressure? You feel the pain? Have you swolled up? Are you immobile? Are you going up? Are you willing to go up? What do you see? I'm going to tell somebody this morning, that what you see and what God is doing they may not mesh in the physical it may not seem like much today but I truly believe that times of refreshing are on its way I truly believe there's help I truly believe there's healing I truly believe in a God of restoration and renewal with every head bowed. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for every heart and I thank you for every life. And Lord, I'm very much aware that in this house, amongst the families of this church, we all have felt the pressure. We all have felt the burdens, the things that weigh against us. We have all been there when maybe we couldn't necessarily explain but we feel it. We've all been there as to where it literally feels like the atmosphere is pushing against us. But Lord, this morning I do believe that we have some choices to make. That pressure, it can agitate old wounds and it can cause inflammation. 
it can cripple us and paralyze us. Or Lord, we can make up our mind that we're going to go back up, that we're going to change our position, we're going to change our perspective. Lord, I pray today for hearts and lives that are in this building. And Lord, maybe we've looked out over the sea of life and we haven't seen anything yet. I pray today that there's some that they're just willing to go up again. I pray for somebody else that maybe they're willing to look out and by faith, maybe all they see is something small, something that is seemingly insignificant, but in that you're getting ready to move. You're getting ready to change something. Maybe there's somebody today, they've been down and discouraged because they've been again and again and again. But Lord, help us to realize we may not see or experience what it is right now in this moment, but it doesn't change the fact you're working on our behalf. I'm asking the church, I'm asking you this morning, what's the weather? What's going on? What's the pressure? What's the pain? I'm also asking you, what's your perspective? What's your position? How's your worship in the weather? How's your worship in the drought? How's your worship in the inconsistencies of life? How's, how is your tenacity when everything within you would scream and say, I just don't know if I can. I might as well stop here. But I pray there's some folks who'll go again. I pray there's some folks who'll pray again. I, pr I pray this morning there's some folks who can muster up some things that you know, you and God know what needs to be reignited and renewed in your heart and your life. If that's us, why don't we come? Why don't we come and find ourselves a place in these altars today? Why don't we come and find ourselves a place and say, God, here I am. Lord, here I am. I'll go again. Here I am, Lord. I'm going to pursue you again. Here I am, Lord. I will worship once again. Here I am, Lord. I'm going to press one more time. Here I am, Lord, when I don't necessarily see the answers. When pressure's mounting, when there's pain in my body, my mind, my spirit. Oh, when there's pain in my emotions. Oh, God, I'm going to go again. Oh, Lord, I pray you'd help us today. Oh, I believe that rain will fall again. I believe there'll be restoration again. I believe there'll be some renewal. 